right, y'all already know what it is. Your boy Yakov, what it do? The outlet to reality, the holdest podcast in Vegas and Chicago. What up? This is the place where you want to have from your drama or maybe have from your baby mama. <laughs> Just kidding. But anyways, fans, thank you for staying tuned. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Cha-ching! And today we have a very special guest. Y'all not going to believe this. He's a songwriter, leader of a band called the Crimson's. Give it up for Chris. What's up, brother? How's it going, everyone? Bro, it's it's an honor to have you, man. You don't understand, man. It, it was hard to book you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. With the busy schedule, I'm glad I could we could make it work. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, dude. Well, I, I, for those who don't know, I actually went to one of his concerts. Uh, it was at a bar in Vegas called Red Dwarf. And it was me and a couple friends. And I'm not going to lie. I haven't been to a like a real rock concert since probably in college. So I was really skeptical. I wasn't sure my boy could do it. And I got there. And you're not going to believe it. From the three bands that were performing... He was the best one. No lie. He, I love the fact that when he was playing the guitar, he had a lot of solos and he improved it. Amazing. That was a lot of creativity. I love it. Um, brother, can you explain a little bit about your experience, you know, performing there? Yeah. So this bar called the Red Dwarf, it's literally right down from my rehearsal space. Um, it's a great venue. It's small, but it's a great place. Um, so this guy hit me up. Uh, he goes by the pa- Powered by Rock Official. It's a page that reviews a lot of rock bands and everything like that. Um, he hit us up for this gig. So we played. He's like, yeah, come on out. We'll have you guys play. And we're like, yeah, that's that sounds fun. Um, it was a lot better than expected. The sound was amazing. And uh you know, I was nervous. You know, there was actually a good amount of people there. And uh, playing for David and some of our coworkers, it was very uh, nerve- nerve-wracking for me. But, you know, I do it all the time. So, yeah, it was very very fun. Um, yeah, a lot of the music that I write, uh, I come up with the basis of a riff. And then most of the, like, soloing, like, where I kind of shred, um, that's all improv on the spot just to keep it different every time. So I just said it's a nice uh, little bar. Perfect. Perfect, brother. And, and tell us a little bit about like, how did you get the band together? Where'd you come up with the name? Tell us the process. The process. So, um, well, I started the Crimson's, uh, the project about, I want to say two to three years ago when I first started learning guitar. Actually, I was in a couple like couple other projects at the time, but I started this project probably yeah two years ago. Um, it I had three other members. We um, we kept practicing every day, kind of over COVID. It was just uh, we just practiced and just kept writing. I kept writing songs, and we just kept playing. And then we uh, finally got our first gig, but then we broke apart after that because our singer moved, and everyone got kind of tired. Um, and then I gave a, gave a rest for a little bit. And then, uh, recently, uh, November end of 2021, um, I got two, two members of bass player, Anthony Alcantar and, uh, my drummer, Carlos Herrera. 
and uh, we practiced for two weeks and we had our first gig. <laughs> so uh, they learned all 10 songs that I wrote. And uh, uh, so I just kind of, the name Crimson just kind of came up. I was like, oh, I like, you know, I like the color red. And I was like, oh, Crimson Red sounds cool. So I was like, you know, let's just go be called the Crimsons. Um, that's how I came up with the name. Um, and we've been performing just about every weekend since about the end of February. And uh, we're continually growing and getting better and better gigs. That's amazing, brother. I'm I'm really happy. And for those who don't know, this guy is the new rock star I've ever seen. I'm going to be honest. And he's Colombian. You know, yeah. from my Latinos, man, we're moving up. You see? Yeah. So I love it, man. And who are your inspirations? Is it Santana? Is it uh, Guns N' Roses? Like, give us the spills. What got you wanting to create your sound? So uh, creating my sound. So, well, I go a lot of based off of 90s grunge music, which is a whole, it's a small little genre of rock. Um, and it was only alive for a short period of time. Um, so my biggest imp- inspirations for the music that I write are Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, and uh, Stone Temple Pilots. But music that I like, it it's all over the place. I like a lot of 50s music, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, like all, you can name it. Um, I just don't like really modern music. That's the only thing. Um, so, you know, I got a lot of inspiration from Black Sabbath and uh, left-handed guitar players, left-handed guitar players. Since I'm left-handed, that's where I get a lot of my inspiration from because, you know, there's not a lot of us out there left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so especially Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, and uh, Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. Dang, bro, you're bringing back, like, the old-school rock, man. Like, that, I remember listening to Black Sabbath when I was in sixth grade, bro. That was, like, my... My playlist. <laughs> it was an eye opener. It's crazy. <laughs> oh man, no, dude, that's amazing, man. It's it's nice to see young people getting together and doing their dream, and it's amazing too. Like the fact that you're booked every weekend. I think that's wild. Yeah, it's very. Uh, it can be tiring, but it's very fun. I love music, and I've been really pushing hard to keep going. Um. I really want to uh, just get my music out there and I want people to hear what I can do. Um, You know, we just released in uh, our first EP called Underground. It's out everywhere on Spotify, Apple Music. Um, That really brings back a very 90 grunge alternative sound because there's two alternative songs and then there's uh, four grungy songs. Um, They're very nice. And uh, yeah, we got an acoustic EP coming out this month so yeah we're just trying to keep going and uh, keep thriving to do the best we can damn brother now i do want to pick your brain a little bit there's one thing that you do when you play the guitar it's in the bottom of your foot like a if you can explain it it's like a skateboard oh so yeah <laughs> okay so a lot of people a lot of musicians have these fancy like pedal boards um, that's what they're called. They're called a pedal board. Usually they're a rectangle and they, they're kind of slanted. So those are expensive. They're about $80 just for the board, just for the board. No electronics. The, the Literally the plugs are all like 
those are like $35 alone. The on top of that are like 90 to 150 a piece. So uh, what I did is I, I skate, I used to skateboard a lot. And what I did is I took my, my old skateboard. I got some Velcro patches from Lowe's and I put all my pedals that I thrifted. So I got a 1993 grunge pedal, a 1995 punk pedal, a new boss distortion pedal and a couple other pedals that give like an ambient sound, spacey sound. Um, yeah, and I just velcroed them on my skateboard, connected them all with the plug, and it works great. That's what I use, and people really love it. They're literally, they kind of lose their uh, mind when they see uh, <laughs> that I have my pedals on a skateboard because I'm pretty one of a kind with that idea. I, I think that's genius. I think that's so amazing. When I saw, I was like, "Yo, what's he doing playing with a skateboard? He's performing." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pop a kickflip, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, where's Tony Hawk? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man, dude. But no, I, I got to say, brother, it's really nice that you stand out. You're very different, by the way. I, I yeah. like it. And, and speaking of thrifting, right? You thrifted for the, the pedal board and your skateboard and everything, putting it together. Tell us a little bit about, because I like thrifting, brother. What, what makes you enjoy thrifting? Uh, what makes me enjoy thrifting, I actually just love old stuff in general. I've been interested in old things since I can remember, since my dad first showed me like The Goonies. That's my favorite movie. I actually got a tattoo. Um, I That's uh, when I, he showed me that I got really into old 80s movies. And then I started digging deeper and discovering that I like old stuff, like old equipment. So like uh, like cassettes, um, VHS tapes, comic books, old video games, and it just I love how such old things can last so long, and especially old clothes. I love thrifting old clothes. I mean, you get bargains, you get deals. You know, this is my this is my grandpa's uh, old uh, Hawaiian shirt from the eighties. So. I mean, my grandma gave it to me because he doesn't wear it no more. So I was like, yeah, and it looks great. That's what really I love about thrifting. It's just old stuff and it's cool. It's just really appealing to me. Wow. No, that's dope, man. Like for me too, like when I go out, I, I try to pick a day where, you know, I leave from work. I go straight to a thrift store. We used to have one in Chicago. It's still there. Like I, I miss that one. It's called Village Discount. And yeah. there's so many all over Chicago. You probably remember because you used yeah, to live in Chicago. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's what I miss about the Midwest because the Midwest honestly has way better prices and they're very cheap because um, just over here, it's seen as like an aesthetic and everyone's trying to buy everything over here. And it's not as common just because it's like the farther uh, east you go, the older everything is, like the cities and everything, you know, so... But yeah, Chicago's great, great place for thrifting. Love it. Oh man, I miss it. My favorite one was the one on Elston and Montrose. And then there's another one on the South Side. It had like two floors. It oh, was wow. amazing, man. I, I I miss it, bro. Every jacket I bought, I remember I found a jacket. It was like a if you looked it up, it was like beige, had like a belt. 
And it was like um like for dress up, right? Which when you're dressed up, button down shirt, black pants. Like if you're going to a date or a business meeting, yeah. it got it got that vibe. And brother, you're not gonna believe it. That jacket was like about 400 bucks to buy like in the regular store like banana republic and i got it for for 10 bucks oh my god you know what i'm saying that's crazy yeah that's like uh there's one time i like well i use ebay a lot so ebay has a lot of stuff you can just buy like 19 so i got i recently got a pair of 1960s uh chuck taylor converse you know typical converse um they fetch at around four to five hundred because they're from the 60s. And if they're in great shape, mine are wearable and still best shape. I got them for around 50 bucks off eBay. Whoa. Yeah. And they're really nice shape. I still wear them. They're great. That's crazy, bro. See, I'm telling you, people, don't be scared, man. Find better deals thrifting. And it's kind of fun. It's like hunting for treasure. That's how I look at it exactly you just don't know what you're gonna find and and brother i want to ask you so let's talk a little bit about horror films because i'm a big you know chucky fan you already know (laughs) what's what's your favorite favorite uh franchise for the horror classics so my favorite franchise would be halloween that's for old but modern day franchise, I love the Conjuring Annabelle series. Love Ooh. it. Like, I don't know, they're scary, but I like some people don't think they're scary, but I just love the production and how they were just the whole story. Love it. Um, Halloween, I just like Michael Myers. I think he's a badass because just in the end of the last movie, sorry for the spoilers if no one's seen it, but um, <laughs> he just, they think he's dead and then he just, resurrects and kills everyone it's just great <laughs> i think they finally stop they don't they don't stop them <laughs> it's true man I, and, and you know what michael myers i gotta be honest it's a lot of psychological because he comes in and out of the mental how uh hospital and you know doctors are trying to figure out why he's doing things that he do right and yeah. um i i i like him i like all the movies the only thing I didn't like, I think we talked about it last time, and, and you know, was the number two of Halloween. Yeah, it didn't even have anything to do with them. Right. <laughs> so that 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 movie, we could just it didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> oh man! And then um, oh, I love talking about Chucky. That's my favorite sinister evil doll. And and, and for you know, what I'm saying I I, I kind of like it because you know he he, he talks he. he he makes fun of everybody. And then he just goes around killing everyone. It's crazy. <laughs> this little short, you know, he was like a little short dude, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. I, I really want them to make of to call Freddy and Chucky. Freddy and Chucky. They would, that would actually be a great idea just because... It's kind of funny. It would just be kind of funny to like see Chucky just flying and attacking Freddy. <laughs> and they both one has a knife, the other had one has a claw hand. So that would be a pretty interesting duo. And they're both they both have their kind of sense of humor. So yeah. it'd be really it'd be like a comedic horror horror movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And I remember you were saying that they should make a Mile Myers 
Michael Myers and Jason Friday the yeah. 13th. But yeah. I said, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're most most powerful villains, but then it will be a silent film. Oh, and that's where <laughs> That's where it would take it would take a lot of ideas and brainstorming to figure out. So they kind of have like a lot of talking in the movie, right? So they would have to like you know probably hire like make make an outside like you know like a group like you know how every horror movie has like a group or like the you know there's the like uh, Friday the Thirteenth just has the group of kids you know they would have to talk and then it would have to go based around that you know. It's true. It's true, brother. Yeah. And, and, and what what about uh, um? I, I heard you you're big into Star Wars. Oh yeah, I love Star Wars. Star Wars is uh great. I haven't seen any of the new Mandalorian stuff though, but I'm more of the old. Well, like I like old stuff, so I go with uh, all the old classics. You know, Star Wars: A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Um, you know, I love all those, and also the prequels. Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, and Revenge of the Sith. You know, I got posters, I got Pez dispensers, I got a lot of memorabilia that my 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 dad got me that I've actually found unearthed in storage. So, <laughs> damn, brother, it's crazy how you named the movies so quick. The old school movies, you're like oh, yeah. New Hope, Empire State. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> dang. You know what I'm Wait, so like, brother? <laughs> oh, like you know, right. <laughs> And, and brother, who's your favorite character? Is it Dark Vader, Yoda, or Luke Skywalker, or is it the original like uh, Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi, or who is it? So <laughs> I like uh, I like so my favorite character out of the actual people is probably Han Solo, and he did shoot first, so he shot for you know with the whole scene Greedo and uh, where they're sitting at the table and he. They say Han shot first. Um, I like Han Solo just because I like his character. And that's actually one of my favorite actors is Harrison Ford. Um, he was in Indiana Jones. He was in a lot of movies that I love. And um, he's actually one of my favorite actors. Um, out of like the robots, I like uh, I like R2-D2. He just beep beeps the whole fucking time. And he doesn't even really do anything, you know. Well, it kind of helps. And then... uh. But I also like the Ewoks, you know, at the end of, you know, at the end of um, Return of the uh, Return of the Jedi, the sixth movie, the little like bear looking creatures. Oh, yeah, they were cute. I I forgot yeah. about them. They're, they made funny noises and they're like, <laughs> they're just like, I just like them. There's actually a movie that got banned. It's actually made by Star Wars. It's the Christmas Star Wars special. Have you heard about it? Oh, yeah, the Christmas Star Wars special, yeah. They said the reason why, because the noises that Chewbacca was making and, like, the, I guess it was another one, too. They were just, they sounded like they were having sex. <laughs> yeah, that's why they was banned, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it personally because I, 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 I only found out about it, like, a little bit ago. Um, but it's, it. I, I would, it's probably, yeah, that's probably a good reason why it should be banned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, dude, like, for me, I got to be honest, my favorite character uh, growing up was actually Dark Vader. Oh, yeah. He's, 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 he's super cool. That was actually my favorite. I actually was always like, yeah, Dark Side, let's go, <laughs> you know. 
you know, and then like, you know, when he, when someone disrespected him, he would just be like, die. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's actually, he was one of my favorite too, for the longest time. I have, I I used to dress up for him for Halloween for literally probably three, four years when I was younger. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I got like, I got an original like mask, like it makes the sounds and everything. It's the helmet. Um, I got a Darth Vader Pez dispenser right there. If I, I would grab it, but yeah, it's right there. Um, yeah, he's one of my favorites by far. Wow, dude. I think, and I'm going to be honest, man. I think the prequel is better than the newer Star Wars movies. Yeah. The newer ones, I'm not a big fan. Like I watched some of them, but I just, there's something about the nostalgia of like the prequels, like the ones that came out in the early 2000s. Um, people say they were bad, but they're not bad. They're really, you know, pretty good to continue, like build up the story of Anakin, Darth Vader. You know, that's what I love about them. And the fight scenes in the third, especially in episode three, Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan and Anakin. Crazy. Beautiful. You were supposed to defeat the Sith. You were my brother. <laughs> I oh. have the high ground. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it sounded like like they were playing chess. You know yeah. What I'm <laughs> yeah. It sounded like they're uh, who's the next move? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, checkmate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, no, but dude, that's so cool, man. I I think too as well, showing the story on how Dark Vader became Anakin. And it's crazy because if you rewind to Revenge of the Sith, right, episode three, there's a scene in episode three of uh, Revenge of the Sith, right? No, is yeah. that it? Yeah, Revenge yeah. of the Sith. Yeah. Where Palpatine, Mace Windu, and Anakin, and you got Palpatine. Now, Mace Windu already had him right the lightsaber he just needed anakin to do the last move yeah and anakin kind of he basically used a lightsaber against mace windu which you know made him weak and so palpatine used the electric power you know what i'm saying and the whole series would have changed if anakin destroyed uh the lord Sith too yeah if he didn't turn to the dark side because that's where you see him finally make his final turn in the movies. Um, that's where you see Anakin. You know, you see he has a lot of hate built up. I think it's a lot to do with his childhood, you know, in Phantom Menace. Um, you see it like, you know, poverty and, you know, his mom eventually was killed. Um, so it, it would have changed the whole movie. You're right. If he would have just been like, no, say help Mace Wendu, he would have just cut Palpatine, yeah, or yeah, so which Mace Windu is cool, he's the only one with the purple lightsaber. <laughs> that was my favorite one, bro. No lie, because I'm like, man, that's cool, man. We got we got somebody different, you know, yeah. Um, I do think that, well, there's a I don't know if you remember this, brother, but in episode one, um. There's a whole meeting, like a council meeting. You have Yoda as like the main judge, but you got Quinn's wind, uh, Quinn's window, uh, the one with the green lightsaber that trained Obi Wan. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's um, 
That's a uh, uh, Qui Gon Jin. Qui Gon Jin. Thank you, bro. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the name. Yeah, that's the one. And so he was pretty much telling everyone that I think Anakin is special. You know, he built he ship. He's really smart. I can see him being the next future of the Jedi. And then Yoda. And there's a scene where he goes like, I feel something not right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I saw that. So in Phantom Menace, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn was like, I sense a deep force, like power with this kid, with Anakin, with uh, young Anakin. And that, yeah, I remember that scene, Yoda's talking and he's like, yes, but something, he basically says something isn't right, you know. And, and so you... So- isn't that crazy that Yoda knew something? He, was... he already sensed it. He was already yeah. ahead of him, you know. <laughs> but there was a lot of hope because he can't tell that much into the future. But you know, there's a lot of hope that that bad thing doesn't come out. But unfortunately, it did. But it gave us one of the most known characters in all of Star Wars. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, man. Hands Great down, story. that franchise definitely. Um, it's a long franchise. I- I'm so happy that they're making an Obi Wan TV show. You heard about it? Yeah, I heard about it. So I, I definitely want to see. I love that actor. I think he's amazing. Yeah, Ewan McGregor, great actor. Oh, oh, chef. That's kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, brother. Nah, man, I'm I'm really happy, brother. We got to chop it up, man, and uh. Yeah. One last question I want to ask you, brother, uh, before we wrap it up. What's any advice you can give young people that want to pursue music and want to start a band? Just uh, don't give up. Keep practicing. You know, it's uh, just practice, practice, practice. I mean, you don't have to be good at guitar. Just learn how to listen to a lot of music and just listen to what you like and just don't try to copy that person but just try and like feel their energy and see how they did things so just keep working don't give up gave up and i but i continue to keep working and here i am my band's doing really good you just got to keep working and deal with you know all your personal problems and you just got to learn to channel it and make everything all right so just keep working and keep practicing that's all you got to do i love it brother i love it and, and brother, real quick, where's your big? Uh, I know there's a competition happening in Vegas uh, for the bands. What's what's the? Give us a little spills or what's happening so I can show up and come through support you. Yeah, so uh, May nineteenth, I will. My band is performing with. Uh, we're doing a battle of the bands, and it is a. It is at the Cosmopolitan. It's at this bar called the Barbershop. Um, so I don't know if everyone can go in for the qualifying, but at least for the final rounds, if we make it, people can come in. But we're basically competing for $2,000 and a six-month residency to play there almost every weekend for six months. Dang. Dang. Yeah. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So we're preparing for that. We got to do all covers, and uh, yeah. So we hope that goes well for us. I love it. Support your boy, guys. Show yeah. up. Be twenty-one and over. Like I always say, you got to be safe, uh, especially if you want to drink. I'm gonna wrap it up. 
This is the outlet to reality. The hold is podcast in Vegas and Chicago every Tuesday. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Chee-chee. And you know where to find me. I'm on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Instagram, the outlet to reality. My TikTok is at Yakov28. Snapchat is I'm gonna pass it. And Chris, where can my fans find you? You can find us uh on Instagram at the underscore crimson's LV. So that is T-H-E underscore and then C-R-I-M-S-O-N-S-L-V. You can follow our page, um, check out our music, just type in the Crimson's and uh the first thing that'll probably come up is our uh name and then it'll be a EP called Underground. You can find our music everywhere, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, and uh yeah.